0: This is the woman behind the business, featuring honest dialogue that advances and inspires women entrepreneurs. Here's your host,
1: Angel Livas.
0: This week on the Woman Behind the Business, we're giving you this scoop on practical skills and tools to help all my entrepreneurs with your branding and marketing needs. You know me, I'm your host Angel Livas and I can't wait to introduce you to our lovely guest. Right now, I have the dynamic, talented, and beautiful Tara Gates Anderson in studio with me. Yay, Tara! Yay! (laughs) Hello, everyone. Now, Tara is no rookie to the microphone. She is one of the most sought-after red carpet correspondents and is truly a media maverick. Currently, she's the lifestyle and business editor for The Officialist magazine, a city guide that provides readers with interviews of next-generation influencers, celebrities, and everyday people, while keeping business owners up up to date on the latest business trends, which is the perfect compliment to WBB, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a for real serial entrepreneur. So, Tara, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you angel and
2: i'm grateful to be here so thank you
0: absolutely so let's dive in um (laughs) so tara you spent over two decades in the education sector as both a teacher and ultimately a high school principal yes please share with us your transition from educating our youth to now empowering small business owners
2: wow (laughs) <laughs> Let me see who, see where I can start. No, I was just very fortunate to be in education for that amount of time, for over 25 years, and I'm grateful for it. I mean, it has lent to me being... Um, it, you. When you're a teacher at heart, you you know how to deliver information, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really helped me in this transition into helping business owners. Um, but towards the end of my educational career, I went back to school to get my MBA. And doing so spent some time in Brussels, Belgium, and Romania doing international business. Mm-hmm. So while I'm over there, I had some friends say, hey, you know, we want to start an import-export business, but we want you to to help us with the PR. And I was like, no problem, done, consider it done. And mind you, at the time, I knew nothing about PR, <laughs> right? But I, I'm all about opportunity and I'm all about knowing that I can learn something, and um, and 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 do what I need to do to be effective. So when I got back here, I went back and got a second master's in PR. Yes. So then I was ready to roll, Mama. You know. <laughs> and then just from from that point on, I was doing public relations for uh, different people, and entertainment kind of came into play. Um, business owners. But where I found my love was, you know, helping people create their brand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big difference between branding and marketing. And a lot of times people have this, oh, I need you to bring my branding and marketing person. And they, they don't know the difference. Well, let's get and, into that. OK. What is the difference in between branding and marketing? B- branding is how you position yourself, how you, you 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 position yourself within your industry. Marketing is how you promote that position. Okay. Okay. so you got to know who you are, what your brand represents. Now, how are we going to market? How are we going to promote that position? Now, when people
0: are trying to determine what their brand is, Mm -hmm. what are some things that they should take into consideration
2: when trying to develop that brand? The first thing you need to figure out, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, you, you know, I have a course that I, um, and it's free, y'all. I'm not trying to sell nothing. But, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to send it to you, Angel, just so you can have it. You can share with whomever. But it's um, taking taking some steps into really digging deep into, hey, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why, why is this important right. to me? And then once you figure out why it's important to you, then going into how is this going to help? meet a need with others. Right. Okay, whatever market you're in, what what am I serving? I'm always big when I speak at a lot of different business events and things, and, you know, people always tell me, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm not making the money, and how do I make the money? It's always about the money, and I get it. We go into business, right? Right. To, 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 to make a living and make money, but... And y'all don't don't get on me because I saw the players club the other night, two in the morning when they run them late. <laughs> make the money. Don't let the money make you. Right. I'm, I'm real big on that. And the thing about it is when you figure out why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. all right, and what need it's going to meet, then you can say, OK, I, I this is I'm operating from here. It's this place of helping others, mm-hmm. serving others. And when you're operating in that space and you say, OK, if I'm going to be helping others and serving others, you know, what does that look like? What do I want it to look like? Whatever your brand is, whatever your your marketing, what do I want that to look like? And that's where you come into really understanding what your core values are in your business. Mm. So, you know, not only are you identifying, okay, this is why I want to do it, you know, and this is the need it's gonna meet, well, what values do you hold that's gonna help all that ring true for the the market that you're engaging?
0: Now, are these part of the three steps to building a brand? It's
2: five steps, y'all.
0: Oh, five. Okay. Well, <laughs> to let us know what exactly those five steps are, I'm gonna give you a few minutes to like figure that out.
2: Yes, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pull up my own course, everybody, because I want you all to get the information and I want you to really have a, a clear, you know, notion of you know what it takes. Those steps and what what you um what you need to do to prepare yourself to brand yourself properly so you then can go out there and promote and market your brand,
0: okay? Yeah. a conversation that I often have with women um when it relates to their brand mm-hmm. is a lot of time as women, people see us and associate our look, mm-hmm. our style, mm-hmm. our how we carry ourselves Mm -hmm. as part of our brand. Mm -hmm. And so I often see there's either some women who exude like the sexy type Mm -hmm. persona. Mm -hmm. And then there's some women who are like, no, I don't even want to be seen as a representation of my brand. Mm -hmm. So is it possible to have like a nice, happy
2: medium it, and, and I'm gonna say this: It depends on what your what your Marketing. business is. Yeah, it <laughs> depends on what your business is. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of I know a lot of people I call them ghost uh, business owners. Yeah. They they put up this brand and you don't even know it's them mm-hmm. or they're you know they're because they want to just have the brand. They don't want to be a, you know uh, the face of it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, but then you do have people that, like you say, operate in where okay. You know, I, I'm just of the you you. I think you can have it, but it just depends on what you're marketing. I would need like a say, hey, if I'm marketing this, what am, what am I going to be? So, example, okay. Um, I met
0: a lady in um Atlanta last year, mm-hmm. or maybe earlier this year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she helps people learn about financial literacy, right? Okay. But she dresses very sexual. Okay. Um, in her videos, she. Uh, has tons of followers. Okay. Um, but then the question was raised to me, okay, well, when people are looking at this particular brand, are they really coming here for the information or are they coming here just for the look and the way in which it's being delivered? Mm. So financial... Most people that don't really equate sexiness with financial mm-hmm. literacy, mm-hmm. so I guess I'm trying to get an understanding from somebody who is amazing at branding. Um, how does that play a part in you know your overall goals? Is does that align? Does it you know does it work or is it just something that hey if this
2: works for you by all means do what you have to do. Just want your thoughts. I'm about if I'm going to a brand, or I'm connecting with the brand. If the brand is successful and meets my needs, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm not judging if you doing it in a two piece. You know, I'm not judging <laughs> it if you're doing it. If you're getting results and you're effective right. and you're helping people, I'm gonna always go back to helping others and being of service to others. And you're getting results. Then I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to associate with it now if it's offensive in mm-hmm. the in the way Everybody may internalize that differently. You know, if you, if she's coming in there, but neck is different. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but if you're getting results in your business and you can prove that to me. And she is. And you can show me the results and you can show me, hey, this is how I'm going to get you out of debt. This is what I'm going to do to help you turn a profit in six months. Or this is what I'm going to do mm-hmm. for you to save 20000 in the next year. If I, I have a reward, if I have match, show me. You know what I mean? I want to know. But also, you know, be I think a lot of times the way you carry yourself is going to let people know what they can. The boundaries that you've set. Right. I mean, if she's provocative in her dress, but she's carrying herself in this professional manner and what she's saying makes sense. And she's professional and she knows her stuff and she's getting results and she knows how to be professional. Right. Then there's that that, That that, line. Yeah. Right. There's that barrier, that that, um, boundary that she set where people are respecting her. A lot of, you know, people are going to judge you.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Regardless. Because you you haven't had a chance to talk to them yet. Right. So they're only going to judge you by how you look and what you have on and this, that, and the other. But when they hear what comes out of your mouth, then the respect comes into play. Right. Then, you know, they're not even looking at what you may have on or, or who you may be. I mean, I'm saying, you know, what you look yeah. like physically because they're so into in, entrenched in, hey, oh, she's going to help me do this. Okay. Right. I, oh, she about to get my Bitcoin up. I'm going to do Yes. You know, you're excited yeah. about it. I think that it, to me, bottom line, to answer your question because I'm long-winded, um, is <laughs> if you're carrying yourself in a professional manner and you know your stuff. It doesn't then, matter what you have on. Well, I think it, it helps people get who you are mm-hmm. because it, w- people don't know who you are till you start speaking to them and start interacting with them and have a relationship at, with them.
0: But they look at... They create a perception of you based off of how you walk into a room. Yeah. So... You know, it's one of
2: those things where I just think it's a great conversation because I'm like, (laughs) I can't. You know what? I feel like when you, I don't. I I feel like when you know who you are, you can engage with anybody. I'm not gonna be gritting on a female because she be like, "Girl, what you do? You do ad work? Show me." You know, I think a lot of it has to do with your own self confidence before you get into judging someone and you see this whatever they have on and. Um. Yeah, I get. I get what you're saying. In certain settings, you need to have a professional dress, and but when you're an entrepreneur, you gotta do what You well. Not only that, you're an entrepreneur because you write your own rules, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, you don't have to go clock in at corporate America and follow their dress code. Right. You can go to your office building and your conference room and do whatever you want, right? So people have to understand if you're going to someone who's an entrepreneur and already an independent business owner, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to always come um, in uh, a three piece suit suit or following a corporate dress code. Right. That's the transition. I always tell them to start a clothing line for entrepreneur for women entrepreneurs because and and this is so true because we're different. We don't. I'm not. I'm not going. You know, say you need to come here with all of it hanging out. Right. But. Yeah. You can look, Yeah, I wish y'all could see her boots. They fly. <laughs> and look. Yeah. Am I going So, yes. it's so just, I get it. I totally. think if you know your stuff and you deliver it in such a way and you're a professional, all of that will kind of become a blur because people will be like, oh, she can help me. And when you have a relationship with people and the way you talk to them and treat them, if somebody talks to me and treats me well, and I don't care if they have on a tight dress, I feel appreciated. I feel valued. And that's where I'm going to return to spend my money and do my business. But if you you can have a three-piece suit. And if you're rude to me and condescending right. and assuming I don't know or you're looking at me because of the debt I have or whatever it is, I'm not coming back to you. I have to have a connection with you. Agreed. So Agreed. I think if you, you get people past that point. Then you can overcome. Yeah. And then get people to speak on your behalf. Oh yeah, get people no, to speak on your behalf.
0: Now let's go back to
2: our five. Our, <laughs> <laughs> you asked me a question. Look, I'm I should have God. all these committed to memory, but I, I'll be honest. It's it's like steps. Well, when after you know it,
3: you know yes. you just
2: automatically do. it. Well, and I was giving you those three. I just you know you're starting off. What's your purpose? Basically, mm-hmm. is the first one why you're doing what you're doing. You know. um uh, is this meeting a need? Are you fulfilling the need f- with it? What are your core values? Mm-hmm. You know, your three. And I'm not even going to fake y'all. I forgot the last two. Forgive me. But I I do think part of that, and you want me to keep looking? No, yeah, no, I no. But, but I, I want I to sh- point out something that you yeah. just did. Okay. You were very
0: transparent.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't have it all committed to memory. But. But just being able to be transparent <laughs> is very... That's a that's a good one to have. That's a key. You know, this happened in my teaching years. Uh, when I first left the classroom and I was offered the position to start training teachers, I had a mentor come to me and she said, let me tell you something before you even set foot in one classroom, as we go through, as I train you and you shadow me, she said, if somebody asks you something and you don't know, never act like you know. Mm-hmm. Tell them, let me go find out and I'll get back to you. Um, yeah, I don't have it all committed to Mary, but I can guide you through it. But you asked me a question. I ain't get to pull it up, but <laughs> I'm going to pull it up before we go. And then, you know, I'm going to share it with you because uh, I, say, I always give it out to people. Um, because I just feel like it's value and free information,
0: and we'll we'll definitely add it up to the website. That okay. way, our listeners
2: will send, be able to tune send in. Everybody, yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. Those so those are the first three, and then I'm gonna pull those up. But let's keep talking.
0: All right, now one of the things that uh, I wanted to ask was when you're establishing a brand, how often should you reevaluate what mm-hmm. your brand represents? Th-
2: this is tricky to me. Okay. Um, I do it when opportunities come. So if I'm getting, you know, if I, I may get the regular entrepreneur, small business owner, but if somebody else comes to me, I always ask them, say a corporate, corporate Sprint, Sprint mm-hmm. when Sprint, when I connected with Sprint and talking with them, I said, well, why, why me? Mm-hmm. What is it you saw that you thought would be beneficial in in, in us working together? And then when they, you know, they said, well, you know, we see how you not only help small business owners, but we see how you could probably potentially flip, you know, what we're doing with um, our small business. uh, uh, They had like Sprint Small Business Mm -hmm. um, Services, Sprint Small Business Services. So then I started, I I immediately went into reevaluation mode. Okay, so now what can I offer Mm -hmm. them on you know on a A different different level Mm -hmm. um so my relationship doesn't just stop here Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I'm in constant Mm reevaluation based on the people that I connect with but if you want to just keep it simple I say every six months okay so much changes in the world and so much changes in the world of business and opportunities what you you'll go six months without an opportunity and then all of a sudden you have an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So um, what that opportunity may be, m- what you did previously may not work for that. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to be ready to, you know. So I, I'm in constant reevaluation. But if I just had to break it down, three to six months. So let me back up a little bit, and um,
0: we we talked briefly about your transition mm-hmm. from education into this whole branding um, market. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really talk about, like, some of the obstacles that you kind of had to go through mm-hmm. in that transition. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love about the Women Behind the Business show is that I really believe that there are lessons to be learned because we're all about helping people, right? Yeah. yeah. And so what would be—and at the end of the show, we'll do our, our, you know, our moments from the valley. But right okay. now, I'm just curious, like, what's a situation where you just felt like— Yo, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I know I feel like that quite often. <laughs> but I'm just curious to hear what. When, when I was
2: transitioning from education to to PR, when I first you know first started doing the PR, I found myself doing. I looked around and everybody was younger than me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm starting over. You know, when you're when you've been in education for over 25 years and I did, I did, I was grateful to accomplish a lot in education. So and some people, they want to become a principal and retire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so leaving education and crossing over into that, I, I was starting over from like I was for like an intern mm-hmm. because a lot of the things that I was doing in order to get myself in position and get my name out there, I was doing for free. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it was costly. Um I, I it humbling. was Humbling. Humbling, start, starting all over again. I'm a I've always been a, a person that wants to learn something new and a hard worker and reads constantly. So you know, going into it was just like, oh, I got to, I got to do this. I want to do this. I want to. It was exciting to me, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't making a lot of money, and even though it was like, oh my gosh, why, when am I going to get paid? Kind of a thing. I had to really step back and say, hey, wait a minute. It's not about the money. You're learning something that's going to help you down the line. This is the sacrifice. This is just like when you graduated from, from from undergrad and was a teacher assistant before you came a teacher, and then you were a teacher before you came a teacher trainer, and teacher trainer before you became assistant principal you, right. You did, right it was this trickle so it was like if you want to do this tara this is what you're going to have to do you to have to put in work it was and this is so funny angel because on the ride over here i was like i've done a lot of stuff in my life but i know everything that i've done has benefited me in the things that i have done previously and doing now and i'm going to do stuff i don't even know i'm a good, gonna do yet i know the things that i've gone through have, have equipped me for that and that's what god does he he takes you through all of that to get you ready mm-hmm. so that was the that was the you know the thing just like oh my gosh i'm at zero again and i'm you know in my and when i did that i was in my 30s and you were at zero and you had a child yeah I, i'm a single mom and, but you know I'm not even going to say that cuz my family is the bomb. You mm-hmm. know, I don't I never felt like I was alone. Mm-hmm. You know, technically, yeah, I was divorced, but uh, I never felt like I was alone. Had a great uh, uh support help system. support system to this day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Before we take a quick break, um I want to also find out how do you how do you handle, especially since we kind of touched on the fact that, you know, you're a single mom. Mm-hmm. How do you handle dating and pulling in time um,
2: to meet someone? I'm currently dating Netflix. So <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I have not mastered that. I, I'll be honest. I'm so focused on. um my daughter or what she's doing. She's a communications major in college. So like she's following in my footsteps and I'm like super stoked about that. So I'm, I'm out here telling her, you know, everything I do, I'm doing for us, you right. know? And, um, uh, and I'm always working. I'm working on a couple of projects right now. So that's like, I'm, I'm dating my projects, you know, that that's where I put all my time and energy. So like, I, I don't, I'm terrible. You have a relationship expert I could talk to? Yes. No, <laughs> we we going to have one on the show in a few weeks Okay, I'm going to be listening in to that No, I just, I'm going to be honest I think, you know, I always hear this People make time for what they want to make time for, you know And I guess I haven't really, you know, I'm so focused on I love working a lot and creating And um, creating opportunities for other people So the things that I've been working on I've just had all of my time Okay. I'm a, I'm a closet binge watcher, so that's why I say I'm dating Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay with us, Tara.
0: Um, we are going to break really quickly. Okay. And when we come back, we will be introducing you to our second guest, Miss Kathleen Moore.
2: And I'm going to have my five things. <laughs> uh
0: huh. <laughs> Before we head into our second segment, it's time to get techie with Tech Talk. This is always one of my favorite times of the show um, when we get to talk tech with Angela Dingle, which is the CEO of ExNihilo. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Angela, as always. Thank you, Angel, for having me. All right. So what's our tech talk for today?
4: Today, we're going to talk about Evernote.
0: Okay. so what is Evernote? (laughs) I've heard the name, but I really don't understand the concept of
4: it. Evernote is an app that you use to keep notes and it's called Evernote because you can use it across all of your different platforms I actually love it
0: so if I use an Android and I have a Mac at home and it it doesn't is not biased.
4: <laughs> you can connect it to you just you just download the software onto whichever device it is that you're using and it'll synchronize across them because it's using your email address to do the synchronization. And so,
0: tell me like how do you currently use Evernote?
4: So, I am awful with pieces of paper. If you give me a piece of paper, I'm probably going to lose you lose it. So, I use Evernote to keep notes. I take notes during meetings. I jot down thoughts that I might have throughout the day, action items. Uh, I don't really keep a to-do list, but any action items or things that I need to to follow up on. Just a quick way for me to keep information and have it readily accessible regardless of where I am.
0: And I know earlier uh, our producer was mentioning, yo, I use Evernote for everything. Um, and I think that it's awesome that it doesn't, it's not, you know, contingent upon, okay, I have an Apple product, I have a Samsung product, I have an Android product. It just does what it needs to do across platforms. But does it do anything else besides kind of track your note taking?
4: Um, you can you can scan images of, of files that you receive. So if you receive an, a file in an email and you want to keep track of it in Evernote, you can uh, use the features on your in your email app to store that document in Evernote. You can uh, take pictures of and capture other things and keep it in there. So when I am working on um, speeches and presentations, if I see something that's meaningful for me, I do a screen grab or a picture of it and I put it in Evernote and it just keeps track of all those things it's got a date time stamp so you know when you know when a meeting may have occurred and you can do search you can search for keywords and those are the ways that i use it
0: so you're smiling like yo it's just awesome it is awesome (laughs) (laughs)
4: all
0: right so uh now is there a cost associated with evernote or is it a free platform
4: uh there are there is a free version okay and uh with the free version there's there you get to synchronize across i think it's two devices no more than three devices and then if you want to synchronize across more you have to pay for it okay that's still not bad it's like. not bad at all
0: yeah it's nice all right well thank you for introducing evernote to us here at the woman behind the business and we look forward to learning a new tech talk uh app next week and for everyone else if you want more information on evernote please check out the website wbbtalk.com Welcome back. During the first half of the show, we spoke with Ms. Tara Gates Anderson about branding and her transition from high school education to empowering business owners. Now we're going to welcome Kathleen Moore, the CEO and chief creative mind of Bruton Moss, a strategic marketing firm that helps small businesses better position themselves in the marketplace. Now, Kathleen gained notable international experience as a journalist in Botswana, served as a communications consultant in Venezuela, while also spending time studying in Mexico and Cuba. Now, I can't wait to tap into all this international black girl magic (laughs) (laughs) because during our first half, we learned that Tara also spent time doing international travels. And now we get to hear from Miss Kathleen, who will be talking to us a little bit about what strategic marketing is and why it's important to incorporate it into your business strategy.
3: So thank you for being with us, Kathleen. Thank you very much, Angel, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so
0: strategic marketing, it just sounds like a lot. (laughs) But where do we
3: get started? What exactly is strategic marketing? It really isn't. um, And people get overwhelmed when they think about creating their marketing plan and their strategies. It really is very common sense. It really is. When you think about what you do and what you bring into the marketplace, you want to think about um, some key things. Strategy is all about Being able to package and execute uh, in a way that's going to help you reach your goals, Mm -hmm. quite frankly. So you think about what your goals are. You first want to think about what your challenges are as a small business, as a new business, as a growing business. Every business has challenges. And one of the things that people should understand is that the whole process of developing and executing a strategic marketing plan is lifelong. It's not just when you start, when you launch a business, it's throughout the life of your business. So you should think about where you are in your business growth phase and what your challenges are. And you build a strategy around how am I going to overcome new strategies in order to grow the business. So it's very looking at what your goals are, your challenges and your goals from a very um, common sense um, perspective. It is very uh, important not to overthink, Mm -hmm. quite frankly, because when you begin to overthink it, it's going to become bigger to you than it really is. Mm -hmm. But it's all about... um, knowing the how, the when and the why.
0: Now, are there nominal steps um, that we can take on a monthly basis to create this marketing strategy? Or is this something that we just you need to just knock it out in like one or two sessions?
3: Well, I I do recommend that you build out your marketing strategy, but you also build it by, say, look at your activities, on a quarterly basis. So you should build out the plan, mm. uh, execute the plan, and have designated intervals where you evaluate your plan. And that you may want to do on a quarterly basis. You want to give yourself a time enough to execute and see what the results are. One of the things that's very important that people should understand, entrepreneurs, business owners, it is not a golden bullet. You must be prepared to be involved or engage in a long period mm-hmm. because marketing or having the opportunity to impact or build a brand awareness, going back to Tara's uh, expertise, but building brand awareness in a target audience takes repetition. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It is not one postcard mailing. Mm-hmm. It is being able to have a strategy that is in a robust uh, approach to um, getting your brand name your company name before your audience on a repetitious type of basis Basis. now that all sounds amazing
0: (laughs) Um, but I know a lot of small business owners they feel like yo I'm, I'm alone I'm doing everything on my own and so Are there small steps that they can take um, or where do they get started with trying to determine how to create their marketing strategy? I know it's kind of common sense, as you've said, like this is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. But if they don't have a concrete understanding of marketing, what would be your recommendation? And
3: again, it goes back to, as you mentioned, where you are in your business growth phase. If you're a startup. Um, and you're trying to get your name out there, uh, you might want to focus on your marketing plan being a plan that will help you build your credibility and do what I call showcase your expertise. Mm. Um, you know, depending on what you go. I tell folk, like some folk have, they're working and they have uh, they have their job, full-time job, and they also have uh, their business on the side. Well, if you have that kind of scenario, you're you're, you're very fortunate mm-hmm. because it allows you the ability to. Um, put your foot out there and get your foot wet, mm-hmm. uh, but you still have a steady Without income. The risk. <laughs> exactly. You have a steady income. In that regard, when you're in that kind of position, you then want to focus on just building your brand name. So, your marketing goal at that point could be just building your brand name, uh, showcasing your expertise. And you can do that by doing, as, as uh, Tara mentioned, you know, creating uh, a blog site and promoting that blog site, uh, hosting webinars, mm-hmm. uh, which is very low cost involved mm-hmm. with that, um, Being um, letting lend, lending yourself out for free speaking engagements, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, be very strategic in how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, be very um, targeted in how you do it. And put yourself in positions where the right people see you. Mm-hmm. It's all about being uh, putting yourself in the right place at the right time. So those things you can do, it doesn't cost you money or a lot of money anyway, and it can really help to build your brand recognition. Now, Kathleen, talk to us a little bit about your journey from
0: being a journalist to now assisting businesses utilize marketing to build a solid
3: business foundation and grow. Well, you know, everyone has their own path. And my path, I am from Savannah, Georgia, originally. I've been in this area for 30 years. But I came here, like a lot of, the, of other people, uh, as a government employee. I was <laughs> recruited up with uh, the CIA. So I worked uh, with the CIA for almost 10 years uh, as a government, which is where I learned to write. And I tell you, having strong writing skills is the basis of any, Any strong marketing communications mm-hmm. uh, uh, professional, but that's how I got my start. And from there, I you know I, I went to graduate school at, at Johns Hopkins University, got my master's, and actually um, during undergrad and graduates, when I did a lot of the uh, traveling and working abroad, which was an, you know excellent opportunity and, and very exciting. Uh, after graduate school, I decided to work uh, change actually. And I I got into the nonprofit field, began working with trade associations. I was, you know, director of external affairs for large organizations like Habitat for Humanity International. Mm. Did a lot of work for them and the banking industry and the housing industry. And that's really where I honed a lot of I learned a lot about marketing at Habitat for Humanity. They are pros at marketing. And I really learned a lot about the trade and how to sell and package and sell a brand, quite frankly. If you can convince folk to get on someone's roof at in 90 degree weather in the middle of July to help somebody else build a house and they love it and they're bringing folk with them to do it, that's strong branding. You have built a brand where folk have what I call Created an emotional tie to yeah. you mm-hmm. that they are they are totally uh, they embrace what you're doing and they're totally committed to your mission. And that really and that that uh, not only works in the nonprofit sector, but it, it works in commercial one of the keys to really building a strong brand is getting your target audience to build that emotional tie mm-hmm. to your brand. Mm-hmm. And so the the organizations that I worked for, I learned a lot. And I tell folk, I mean, I've worked for banking and all of that. I went from working for an organization that everybody loved, Hab- Habitat for Humanity, to an, working for an organization that everybody hated, <laughs> the bankers. <laughs> so that it helped me, though, to... Understand how to work both sides of the fence, right? Because in both situations, uh, my job was to go out and sell that organization, right? And to build partnerships, and so it was a very good lesson. So, what
0: propelled you to move into um, entrepreneurship?
3: I was not; it was not on my radar. So what it happened? was not what I had on my uh, agenda at the time. Um. It was interesting because I was working for a trade association at the time. uh, And as I mentioned, my job was basically I I was a director of of PR and and community outreach. And I basically gave out money. I I was the person who developed a financial literacy program. And I built partnerships around the country uh, with community-based organizations. And we gave them grants. Mm. Well, the money ran out. So when the grant money runs out. The position runs (laughs) out. So I found myself in a position where I didn't have a job but thankfully the organization there was a big project I was working on in in the Native American community in Oklahoma and uh you know we wanted to continue that program to finish that pilot program so I was kept on as a consultant for about almost a year which gave me the opportunity to build my you know my clientele now I'm going to tell you I was very re- reluctant um entrepreneur because I kept looking for a job. <laughs> I was like, look here, I'm single. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got but one mouth to feed, which was good. <laughs> but um, you know, I got mortgage and all of this. So I really I kept looking for a job. But interestingly enough, um I couldn't find another job because I had been out there for so long and I was always overqualified for things. But I found myself always getting new referrals for new clients. And and soon enough, I started getting government, you know, some, you know, contracts with local government agencies. And it was interesting. I had a conversation with my sister who's a business owner in Ohio. She's uh, been a business owner for 30 years. She's got a, a very great operation up there. But she, I was telling her about the fact that I could never find a job. And uh, not one right for me, but I'm getting these contract opportunities. And she said, honey, God is trying to tell you something. (laughs) God is trying to tell you something. This is your next chapter. You've done government. You've worked in the trade Mm -hmm. association, nonprofit sector for 12, 15 years. You've got 20-something years of experience behind you. This is your next chapter. I've had my business now for almost 10 years in August of 2018 will be ten years that I've been eating what I kill, what I tell folk. Uh, and congratulations! I've been, <laughs> and I've been, you know, I've been blessed mm-hmm. to be able to grow the company incrementally. I have a you know, office, uh, you know, a nice small office. I have a, a team working with me, and um, you know, and I and and like everyone else, 2018 is really the year. I think it's going to be where we. Really get to the next level, so um it just fell in my lap, and I thank God f- for having the ability to to take it and roll with it.
0: And Tara, you can you can talk. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> Tara's still in the studio with us, and she's sitting like trying not to
2: move, trying to be quiet. I, I get the, the thing, no, I'm just I'm learning <laughs> from Miss Kathleen. I'm getting all this knowledge. I'm with her. 20, 2018 Oh yeah, we claiming it. Yeah, yeah I feel mm-hmm. it. Like I li- wake up in the middle of night and feel it, and that's when you know you're operating where you're supposed to be. Yeah. When you feel it to your core so yeah,
0: yeah. and i like that I, I eat
2: what i kill yes <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna say that in 2018 i'm about to eat what i kill <laughs> yes honey that's a motivation for me I mean, it, it's, it's it's so true you have to now this is a question actually for both of you um
0: when working to establish and grow your own brand do you find it more difficult than assisting others i know i do I feel like, you know, when I'm looking at someone else's oh brand, their company, I can pick out in no time. This is what's wrong. You need to do this. You need to do this. Why aren't you doing this? But when it comes to my company, I'm like, well, what is going on? What do I need to do? How can I expand? How can I scale this? Yes. Do y'all find mm-hmm.
3: that to be true? With Yeah, I find... I- I guess I find that I know what I need to do. My frustrations, I don't have the time to do it mm-hmm. because I'm always in the weeds. Mm-hmm. I'm always caring for other people's businesses and their brands. Um, and, that's, and so it's, it is a very real and very frustrating place to be. I have learned um, this year in particular where I've started taking on others uh, to work the business part. For me, uh, to really work with the clients, and it's and, that's, and that in itself is another challenge because you know no one can do it the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And everyone has, you know, their own way of doing things. So grooming people, teaching people your process, your procedures, Mm -hmm. your standards, having them to embrace your standards is a challenge. But that is where I am right now Um, because I I learned a couple of years ago there's no way I'm going to grow to scale if it's just me Mm -hmm. doing the work. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the key, getting to a point where and that also is where you have to make a decision in terms of your level of sacrifice. Because now I got to pay somebody else to do what I do. You know that's messing with my lipstick money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's and shoe it. money, <laughs> right? <laughs> now I got to pay somebody else. And, you know this is you know this is a whole new dining room set. I'm looking at you. You a dining room set. You know yes. this girl over here. This is, a, this is a flat screen TV. I'm looking at over here. You know what I'm saying? So this is how I see people now. The people working for me, but. You know, it's like, and in some ways, it's like when I went off to college and graduate school, you know, I had to learn. My parents said, you're going to have to take a vow of poverty for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And business is like that when you're starting out. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm seeing the money flow in and it's working well, but um, so these are the kinds of things you have to do so in terms of understanding what my brand is and trying to bring my brand to where I want it to be, I'm now at a position where I can start focusing on that
2: What about you, Tara? Yeah, I, I could tell everybody else how to do it, where to do it, why they should <laughs> how to do, do it <laughs> and, and flip it Smack it up, and all of that. <laughs> I can do all of that. Is that because that's what I'm passionate about? Mm-hmm. I get excited when people call me to to help them do something, and, and so I can do that. When it comes to me, it's very hard, very very hard, mm-hmm. especially when um, I I, I want to evolve. It's time to evolve in something. So, okay, what do you need to do to make that happen, Tara? Well, I think I need to start here and I'm a visual person, so I always start with, you know, what they what's gonna look like and, and how how should it be. Then I wanna fill it in. Just like papers in college. I did all the other stuff that around surrounded the act before I did the actual content. So it's harder for me. It's a it's a tough job to 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 because then you kind of got to stop back, take a step back, and look at yourself. And it's almost like, what do I need to fix? What do I need to change? What do I need to transform? Kind of a thing. So it's it's hard to kind of develop that brand. But a beautiful thing, one thing that happened, I guess, for me that was beautiful is that when I was leaving education and getting into PR, and and and, and I didn't even realize that I was creating a brand. I had no clue that I was creating a brand until I I started getting all these inbox messages. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, wow, if I'm just doing what I love and I do it it with integrity and I do it with my values in place and I do it well, really well, I go all full out, all out and just go over the top and do it well, then my brand surfaces. Mm -hmm. Um, Then when it's time to up it, then hey maybe that calls for you know taking my skills higher or new physical uh, visual branding or something but I think that that your brand can e- e- evolves through what you do right because you become through the doing
0: right now Kathleen how what's your take on being intentional with the the various aspects of your company I think sometimes people. Like uh, Tara just mentioned, you know, it was kind of like she didn't realize this is what was happening. But is it once you realize, okay, I'm building this out, like how intentional should you be with your marketing, with your branding?
3: Well, it depends on how intentional you are with the company. If indeed you I mean, if you feel that this is it for you, this is your next step, this is your next chapter, then you need to be all in and i and i have no problems with folk who take that transition um from working the 9 to 5 and then transitioning into their own gig and that's really quite smart um so it it you know your your intentions are in terms of marketing are based on your intentions in terms of your entrepreneurial goals if you see that well in 2 3 years this is going to be my full time gig and this is mm-hmm. where I'm gonna make my money mm-hmm. and this is gonna be my living, you mm-hmm. know, um where I'm gonna make my living, then you need to go full speed ahead yeah. because it is very hard to build a brand, particularly if you don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And if you are small and you can't take out the television ads and the radio ads and the you know, all of that, then you need to be able to earn it mm-hmm. you know earn that brand recognition the hard way and that's going to take a lot of elbow grease so mm-hmm. yeah. um you know so it's all about what your intentions are for your company that's going to determine your intentions and for your marketing efforts
2: mm-hmm. and uh, can i use like a brief example on something where when not I, long-winded when i got guitar. intention <laughs> all right so i'm gonna be real quick but when i got real intentional with it i was like okay I want to take my brand to the next level. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And so uh, um, the, the, the Sprint example, uh, I have to go back to because I went to this Sprint was having this business breakfast thing going on, right? And I'm like, okay, let me go see what they're talking about. I'll meet some people, get some business. Nobody showed up at all. Nobody showed up. I was like, where is everybody? I see all of these, like what I would consider like important sprint people coming in the door and I'm sitting there and I'm like okay well I had come up with this idea to do business small business roundtables with Mm -hmm. business owners get five people in the room make it intimate you know because I wanted to get my name out there that I'm I'm someone who's going to get it personal with you and I'm going to dig deep to what you need to do to brand your business so when no one came I just stood there I'm sipping coffee and I was like without thinking shot across the room to the manager said who who's the the person I need to be talking to. I have an idea that's going to increase your small business sales. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, here's our regional such and such from west wherever. Went over to him. I said, hey, I'm, my name is Targates Gates Anderson. I'm a business branding expert. I want to help Sprint, your Sprint stores in Maryland, increase their small business sales within 30 days. He said, okay, let's talk. He's like, put a presentation together next week, come see us. I already had a presentation together because something I wanted to do. I just went back, put some sprint stuff on here to make it look official. <laughs> went and met with them and he said, Okay let's do it. Mm-hmm. And this is what we want to be able to do. And then and within that, I was able to partner myself with a huge brand. So a strategic partnership is key mm-hmm. when you want to be intentional about positioning yourself and marketing mm-hmm. yourself. Because when they see you with someone that a, a brand that's already out there and huge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, you must be all right, right? Because you're with them. So in doing that, I, I did the whole I'm starting it back up this summer, uh, did the whole did uh, a whole month long thing in Sprint stores? Said, uh, small business sales increased thirty percent. So when you have those results and you're able to put it out there and you're intentional about doing that, intentional about taking yourself higher, you have to think, well, what's higher than where I am now? Mm-hmm. Who can I connect myself with through a strategic partnership to grow my brand? Because they got something out of me. I didn't get paid for that, but the payoff was big. Oh yeah. In another in another way. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I'm done.
0: No you good. That was, <laughs> that was a good story, Tar. <laughs> I can't <kept> be <it> short. <laughs> all right so now we've come to the time in the show where we are going to talk about and share our moments from, um, from the valley and ladies the moments from the valley is essentially where you share um a situation that you've had to go through where it was like i said in the valley um but you overcame it so what was the situation that you went through
2: and how did you overcome it and tara we're going to have you go first okay, so okay. i be guest. quick miss kathleen um <laughs> my my valley moment was the best moment of my life which today i would i would never change if you told me if i could go back was when my business started going down and literally almost lost everything including my mind and it really it was such a blessing because it helped me really realize what god was trying to tell me he's like it's not about you it's through you Hmm. And it's not about you and you doing this and you being seen and you doing this It's through what I need you to do that your purpose will unfold and you're going to be able to be in service of others. So losing everything from a financial standpoint, so to speak, um, when when you when you get to that point when you're losing everything, you lose people. You lose things and it was almost like this cleansing that took place in the midst of it but when you're in the middle of it and you're going through it it's very painful it's very frustrating it's very stressful but it's beautiful at the same time and um I tell you, it's the, 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 I, whenever I go through something that seems stressful or a struggle, I'm excited because I'm like, oh, God is about to show me something. He's about to bless me with something. So it was that at that moment when everything was gone, it was just me. And I remember sitting on my bedroom floor and my God, I just, just I feel like God literally told me, he's like, I'm not feeding this anymore. You're supposed to be doing something else. And. I was like, well, wait a minute, I don't have, I need this. I got mortgage. I have college tuition. I have this, that, and the other. And he was just like, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, being in that underneath the valley moment just took me back to a message that my brother gave me back in 2006. I was starting an organization um, and he said, you need a tagline for this. And and one day he mailed me this quote and he said, this is you, this is you. This is why this quote is going to work for your business, because this is you and this is what you're trying to do. And the quote is by Benjamin Disraeli. And it's the greatest good that you can do for another is not to just share your riches, but to reveal to him his own. Mm -hmm. And then I just started building where with my media business and and um you know what i'm gonna own it my media empire because that's where it's headed i'm just gonna own it i'm not even gonna act like i'm afraid to say it because when you are then it never happens i believe in myself and in that belief in myself that's where i was able to come back and start doing what i love and i knew i was doing what i love when i was happy and i was doing it for free
0: right no, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that moment with us. Now, Kathleen, you've
3: had a little bit of time to figure out
0: what your yeah, moment in the Valley
3: is. It's really, I think, you know what, I think my moment in the Valley was before I started the business. I think, as I mentioned earlier, when I, you know, walked into my, uh, well, when my boss walked into my office and, and told me that the, that they have to terminate it, you know, my job, um, here's what I didn't tell you. Uh, that week, I had put down um, a contract. Was about to sign a contract on a new house. I had, I was, you know, in my existing house, which was a starter house, and uh, I was getting ready to have a new house built. And. I had to put that, you know, so, you know, I was fortunate that I was in a situation where I I had my home. When I bought my house, I moved in with a lot of equity. So I was sitting on a little gold mine. And So I had actually pulled out some of that equity and I was getting ready to take that and put it down on a new house. And then I learned that I was not going to have a job. Um, So clearly I put all that on hold. And that was a very um, disappointing moment for me. But um, on the one hand, it was a blessing because I knew where at least I got that head heads up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was able to, you know, to, 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 to manage things well. Um, and I ended up with a lump sum of Big bundle of money to hold on to, to get, mm. so that I, um, you know, unbeknownst to me. Um, but that really was, you know, so it made the transition easier for me. Mm-hmm. Although it, I had to um, postpone a dream, uh, and that I that I will definitely realize. But you know, coming to grips with that and just being again able to roll with the punches. And um, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's it turned out OK. It turned out OK. So but I think when you're faced with those kinds of scenarios, uh, being able to, again, um, keep it going and not let it take too much. Don't don't let it take you over mm-hmm. uh, and just keep pushing, pushing forward. You know, people tell me I'm a very strong person. You don't know until you face with certain scenarios, um, but and the the whole entrepreneur thing is up and down, up and down. But now, you know, when I look back over the last ten years, I, you know, I I cried, cried, cried because I didn't have a check every two weeks, but the bills always got paid. Amen. Yes, they did. I always yes, kept a good, you know, good decent running car, a new car or whatever, you know. I I've never gone without. So although I haven't had all that lipstick money I liked having before or or taking those trips that I take, you know, used to take on on a regular basis, I've been able to maintain a good quality of life. Yes. So, you know, it's it's not as bad as I as I thought it was going to be. And as I said, I see where it's getting better. And I think perspective is key. It really is. It really is. You don't know how much you can um, handle until it's just thrown at you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm the youngest of six children, so I have all. All of my sisters are older and wiser, and you know, and being the youngest, they always think you know they think I'm, I was spoiled anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, I, one of my sisters, said, you know what, you just had it too good all your life anyway, and even in your difficult time, what you think is difficult,
2: it's just standard for everybody. Else.
3: <laughs> was like, yeah,
2: and, yeah. And, and, and those valleys help you value. What's real? Oh yes, yeah. It, it teaches you to value what's real, and I'm with you. All my b- mm-hmm. bills are paid. lights never got cut. Okay, <laughs> you know. But it 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 helps you reevaluate what's valuable to you, what's true. Mm-hmm. Your health. Mm-hmm. You know your family. Mm-hmm.
3: That's
2: you know. Right. So, so, yeah.
3: And I think if there is any one thing that I've learned more than anything else, I have. I come from a strong Southern family, and we are we are raised to work hard. Yeah. Our, you know, my parents, you know, trained me to work hard, have a very strong work ethic, which is good. But what I have learned, particularly in the last few years, working hard is great, and it is essential. But it's better to work smart, mm-hmm. and I'm just now beginning to start to work smart. And that's where you have to—that's where you start to scale. Mm-hmm. That's where you start to grow, yeah. um, and learning when to delegate and when to have other folks. So being able to when to know when to start working smart mm-hmm. is a very important part of being an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, and sustainable.
0: Exactly. I want to thank you both for joining us, and I appreciate you sharing your moments um, from the valley, because like I said, it's those moments that I really think that other people are, are able to overcome um, and really learn without necessarily having to go through those same valleys. And so that is our show for today. But before we go, Tara and um Kathleen, can you please share your contact information and your website to your company?
2: Tara, you can go first with oh, yeah. your first guest. All right. You can uh, connect with me at Tara dot com. T is in Tom A R A GatesAnderson.com on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, no, Instagram, Facebook. It's Tara Gates Anderson, all connected, no spaces. Um, And on Twitter, Snapchat, Tumblr. Does anybody still use that? No. I think that. (laughs) (laughs) um, And the other platform is the underscore TGA, the underscore TGA. But also feel free to email me at TGA at TaraGatesAnderson.com.
3: And you can reach me on uh, Kmore, it's K-M-O-O-R-E at Moss, B-R-E-W-T-O-N-M-O-S dot com. Uh, Our website is BrutonMoss.com, B-R-E-W-T-O-N-M-O-S dot com. And you can find us by searching Bruton Moss on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and Twitter. Um, Our name is kind of unique. Uh, So you're not going to find I don't think you're going to find another Bruton Moss out there. (laughs) Before we wrap up today's episode, we want to leave you with a WBB health tip.
0: This week on WBB health tips, we have Dr. Tia Hill in studio with us. And she is talking to us about nutrition Mm -hmm. and the importance of all of those things that we put in our bodies. Yeah. So everything from the food that we eat to the wine that we drink to... All that, So yeah.
1: Give it to us, Dr. Hill. Um, first off, eat breakfast. The thing about breakfast is that it's it regulates your metabolism. So if you are a CEO that is trying to lose weight, make sure that you get that morning meal in because what it does do is it starts. It gives your body the fuel that it needs to get going. Um, I'm very big. I'm a protein person. I'm very big on protein. I know a lot of people are not, but. One of the things about protein that it does do, especially if you have it in the morning, it carries you through so that you don't have the need to want like certain type of snacks or crave certain sugars. So that's some of the things that I would definitely tell you. Eat a good salad and don't forget your vegetables. They have fiber. Yes, because it cleans your system. You, you, need to fl- you, you need to clean out. Greens help you flush out. Not collard greens and oil, but like, <laughs> like salads flush out.
0: Now, how important is it to make sure that the things that we're eating um, are healthy to ensure that we're able to think clearly, um, Mm -hmm. make good decisions and um, not feel bogged down? I know oftentimes like after a heavy meal, like you're Mm -hmm. tired, you feel sluggish or even just like when you're like bloated too, like it just makes it like, you don't feel like being bothered with nobody. You don't want to put no clothes on. Mm -hmm. So how important is it to make sure that like the things that you're putting into your body
1: that, you know, you're you're cognizant of? So that's a good point because a lot of people will say, oh, after Thanksgiving, they feel very heavy. Well, turkey is known to have an enzyme that allows you to feel sleepy. So omega-3, like uh, salmon, Oh my, it, you will feel rejuvenated. Like that's certain things from that zucchini eggplant. That is also something that it's just a, it's a solid food, but it doesn't weigh you. Mm -hmm. It's not like eating a steak. A steak is a heavy food that can weigh you down, but understanding the difference in vegetables and how they're comparable to meat. So if you do have eggplant, I know that's a good one. Zucchini is really amazing. Um, And other squashes in the squash family, Mm. um, And cheese. I know people don't like if you're not lactose intolerant. Okay, awesome.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Hill, for joining us in studio once again. Um, And for this wealth of information as it relates to nutrition and the things that we're putting into our bodies and how it has been beneficial to our mental health. If you want to learn more, visit us online at wbbtalk.com. All right, that's the show for today. So please be sure to check out past broadcasts on our website, wbbtalk.com. And be sure to follow us on social media at WBB Talk. A special thank you to our show producer, Cal Murdoch, and our program director, Max Myrick.
2: Until next time, stay blessed.